Hey guys, it's Faith. Welcome back to the Blogging Breakthroughs Podcast. You guys, I am so excited for today's episode. Today I'm sharing with you a replay from a Facebook Live with my mentor, Kate Doster. You guys that have been following me know that I love Kate. She is amazing. I was so honored and so excited that she wanted to come do a live in the Facebook group. And I just wanted to share the replay with you on the podcast today. I hope you love it. Kate is so brilliant at what she does and shares so many great tips. And it's definitely worth listening to at least a couple of times. I'm sure you'll get a ton of information out of it. Her course, Love Your List, is actually open right now and the cart closes on Saturday. So if you want to work with Kate, now is the time to do it. She is amazing. You will not be disappointed. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Have a great day. Hey everybody, I'm Kate of katedoster.com and I have a course called Love Your List. Faith is one of our superstars. And like I literally the whole first module now is like all mindset. I'm just like incepticizing everybody before I hide it. Now I'm just like straight up tell everyone. It's like is this like I can tell you what to send, but it can't force your finger to hit send. So I need to cut your finger to hit send. And this is the only way I know how to do it. So they asked some really great questions. Thank you guys to everyone that answered that asked questions. Cause there's some really good questions on this thread that we had. Mm-hmm. And Kate, I'm going to like, can I like hot fire some of these questions at you? Go all of them because that's oh, really wow. what we're here for is just to, to make everyone as excited as emailing and selling as we are. email yeah we gotta get everyone hyped on email people hate email what's the deal and selling I was just talking to someone the other day and she's like well I don't want to sell yet and I was like why (laughs) do you not want to give people a distinct (laughs) advantage to succeed so Melissa asked this question and I thought it was really good she says talk to me about welcome sequences I feel like I have too many things I want from new subscribers whitelist follow me reply back download the freebie what's the top priority and best use of the sequence and how long should it be I thought this was a great question right so when you want people to do all of the things what's like the most important what are like your kind of top three things you think people should do in their welcome sequence Awesome sauce. I love this question. So first and foremost, your welcome series, the length, honestly, I think it really should depend on what your style is. So if you know, for a fact, again, know thyself, all the toolboxes that you're not going to email every week, you claim you're going to email every week. And then you go like six months without emailing or three or like two and a half months, then you want a longer welcome series because then you don't have to sit down and do it every week or sit down once a week and batch out all of your emails for the month, because you can definitely do that too, and just have them loaded up. So if you know that you're the type of person that like, you know, your emails will go out if you don't have to hit send, then I would have a longer welcome series in place. I would rely more on automation. Now, if you, especially if you're in an industry that is constantly changing or like, you know, like, no, like I actually like talking to my people, you know, a couple of times a month. Like I don't have a problem with sending consistently, then you can have a shorter series. For most people, I would say that you want to have like bare minimum three emails, but you can go up to 12, 13, 14, 15. It really doesn't matter once you know your style. So in that welcome email, I agree. A lot of people want to do a lot of stuff. One, never call it whitelisting. No one knows what that is. Like if you want them to add you to their contacts, then just say, 
add them to your contacts, like treat people like people, especially because we're all, you know, business owners, we know that term. But like, if you go and ask your best friend, who's not into this, oh, do you know what whitelisting is? They're going to look at you and think it's something racial. So don't use that term. (laughs) The other thing is in that first email, because you have spent so much time creating this freebie, I say you can ask them to download the freebie. And if you want them to hit reply back, go ahead and do so. If they hit reply back in that first email, it's automatically going to whitelist them in theory because their Gmail, their Hotmail, if they're still using an Earthlink, I don't know if that's still a thing anymore. It's going to see, oh, this person, Sally, actually interacts with Faith's email. Faith probably is really an actual friend. So let me make sure I show more of the messages. Okay. So that's really what you're looking for because you don't have to have that first email be like the grand puma of everything because you're going to tell them literally like here is the freebie. Make sure you consume it. Talk about, we always talk about selling the free, like talk about how it is going to help them in that first email. And then if you want to have a little question on the bottom, that's fine. And then you can always tell them. And next time I talk to you tomorrow, two days from now, actually tell them the timeline we're going to talk about this, or if you've really been struggling with getting your kids to eat something besides nuggets, you're going to want to see my next email. And that's naturally going to cause intrigue. So that way they'll get to that second message when you can ask them to do something else besides just a freebie, ask them to follow you on social media, ask them to reply. If they haven't replied already, make sure that you tell them to add them to your contacts because now they've gotten two opportunities to be like, Oh, this is the kind of stuff she sends. I'm into it. So overall in your welcome series, you need to have a plan or general plan because <laughs> you know us from our intuition based of what you want people to be able to do and to get out of the welcome series. Usually it's to get to know you. I always really stress to my students on that third email to share, we call it the rant email, but secretly it's just sharing a belief or a principle. But when you tell people that they're like, oh, that's boring. <laughs> But if you go in with what I call a rant style email on your third email, this is something where you're going against the common knowledge or something that people always like say like, oh, you have to do this, but you know, for a fact that people don't, all of the people that are like, yes, finally, someone's speaking the truth is going to stick around. And all those other people that are like, no, like we'll just use intermittent fasting because it's very polarizing. All those people are like, yeah, intermittent fasting. It is the best way. And everyone else who's like, boo, intermittent fasting, they'll unsubscribe. And that's good. Especially if one of your core modalities in health and fitness is intermittent fasting. We want to get rid of those people fast and early because people hate getting bad emails. And if we are always going to be talking about something that they don't align with, it's not going to work. So that's really what we're sort of looking for here. And if you want to sell in your welcome series, you can, they tend to be a a little bit more, I don't want to say unfocused, but a little bit more like, oh, I've got this and I've got this. And you know, an next email can be like, here's some frequently asked questions, but it's not like a funnel where like, it's like, I need to get them into this membership because I know it can help them the most. I need them to buy this, um, you know, course that's a little bit more expensive. You can technically have funnels for lower priced items as they call them, but it's not that, I don't want to say it's that hard, but you don't have to do as much explaining if this is a great product fit, if something is like 24 bucks. Most people, if they're out 24 bucks, they're out 24 bucks. Like, eh. But if you, your program is 200 plus, then you're going to want to make sure that you 
are only letting in the people you think you can get success for. And that's where the honesty piece comes in. I love that. Oh my gosh, so much stuff. You just dropped like all the things I feel like. It's so amazing. I love that part. And you talk about this in your course, Love Your List too, a lot about selling the free. And I think it's so important because people get so fixated on like, get my opt-in to work, get my opt-in to work. I need email addresses. I need email addresses. But really like you guys want to make sure people are using your freebie, like getting people yeah. to opt in and then they don't use your freebie. It's not actually going to help you make sales because you're not getting them a result. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. So really using your welcome series to be like, Hey, like I'm going to, I'm going to give you this free thing and it's going to get you this result. And it's going to, these people have gotten results, like literally use testimonials. Like it's a, a paid product, right. Where it's like, yeah. Hey, like you can get this outcome and this outcome and it's worked for these people and make sure you try it and like hit reply. Let me know what you think. And then even mentioning it in your emails further on, like, you know, referencing yeah. it like a paid product where it's like, oh, you know, in my free guide, da, 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 da. And you're like reminding them to look at it because people, I don't know about you guys. I do this all the time. I sign up for challenges. I sign up for guides. I sign up for stuff and I don't use yeah. them. <laughs> right. But the people you buy from are the people you get that get results, right? The people where you've downloaded something or you do their challenge and you're like, whoa, like I want to work more with this person. I got this awesome result. And that's when people will start being more willing to put money down on your table. I find when you can get them results. So I love that idea of mm -hmm. selling the free. I think that's so important. And I love that you talk about that a lot in your course. Yeah, so. it's, it's really, really true. And that's why in that first email, I think a reply and go to whatever the freebie is, is the most important. And I know some people are like, well, do I need to have a welcome series after I do say a five-day challenge or a mini course? You can have something that is more of like a transition, like, hey, so I know that we've been talking about our five-day productivity challenge, but I also, you know, talk about these things and this things. And I have this podcast, like you can show them around your house, if you will, in those couple of emails before you put them into a newsletter list. But again, you spend so much time on your freebie, make sure that they're using it, get them the results. <laughs> yeah. Get them the result. Right. So it's not just like get them to opt in and get their email. It's really like get them to opt in, but so you can get them a result. Right. So really getting them a transformation. I think that's the most important part of all of this, because once yeah. you've gotten a transformation for someone, they're going to want to buy what you've got. And that's when sales become really easy. Right. And exactly. I, I always talk about trying to get people. I'm like, I want you guys to get to the point where people are emailing you, like asking for coaching and asking to buy. Right. And it's like, no, one's going to be emailing you, like asking for your stuff <laughs> if you've never gotten them a result. So I right. love that of selling the free. And I think it makes sales so much freaking easier, right? Yeah. People are like, yeah, take my money. <laughs> right? Like, because if you can, and again, this doesn't have to be huge because I know some people, especially the ethical entrepreneurs that we serve, they're like, oh my goodness, I have to give them this immediate transformation. Even if it's just like, here's a sentence to say when your kid won't pick up their shoes. So you don't start world war three that's enough of a transformation. That is yeah. enough of a result. Like it doesn't have to be everything because think about it. If you try to in one sitting, sit down and create like your six figure business and launch a course and do everything, you'd never get off a computer. So you've got to start tiny, treat people like people. It's our whole philosophy. Give them a little something, let them feel proud, show them any pitfalls that they might have and how you can help them. And then, and then you just keep going with your relationship.
Yeah, that's so important. And I love the quick win stuff too. And a lot of it, like I found too, is like just getting people to believe it's possible. So especially if you're doing something like weight loss or something like that, where people have maybe tried and failed or even like business coaching and stuff, a lot of people have tried and had things not work. And it's almost like you need to prove to people like that they can do it. And I think those quick wins are so powerful because it's like, it just gives people momentum, right? There's something about getting someone to just take like one little step and be like, look, like you took this one step, you did this part, like, of course you can do the next part, right? You're already having momentum, you're already moving towards it. And so yeah. I think those quick wins are super, super powerful. I got because it's, oh, sorry, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. And I know that we, we definitely vibe on this too. It's not necessarily that people don't, have time for things. And this is going to be a controversial statement. It's that they're not <laughs> prioritizing it, which means that they are not feeling a desire for it. So you need to make sure, and this especially goes for, you know, people who are say in more like hobby-based niches, um, like, you, you know, you make crafts or things with cricket, or I'm looking at my ukuleles in front of me, like what is going to make them want to stop what they're doing and go pick up? the ukulele. What's going to make them want to spend the five minutes that they have crafting. So that's really what you want to make sure and make them address. Cause like you said, you've signed up for freebies and challenges and you've either never opened them or you didn't get around to them. It's because it wasn't honestly exciting to our human brain at that point in time. Yeah. You can't, this is so good. Yeah. You can't assume. No, no, thank you. no barking. <laughs> you can't assume people are going to care about what you have to say, right? You have to educate them about why it's important. Like, why should they care about intermittent fasting? Why should they care about, yeah, playing the ukulele? Like, why it's important? So educating them about why they should care, right? And telling them, like, look, like, you know, you need to take, even if it's crafting, right? It's like, craft bloggers always do this stuff where they're like, well, my niche isn't like that important. I'm like, no, your niche is the most important. Like people need to yeah. be doing things like and finding joy and finding happiness. And you need to educate your audience about why it's important to make time for crafting, right? You can't assume that they know why it's important or that they know why they should care. Right. And so exactly. I, yeah, I think it's so important. I got some questions about cleaning out your list. This is like, right. I feel like a hot, a hot, like controversial topic too. <laughs> it it so, always is. Yeah. So I have a lot of people that are, first of all, scared. They're scared to clean their list. And they're also scared of unsubscribers and emailing their list too much. What is your, so the first question is how to handle cleaning out old slash cold subscribers. Okay. There's so much to unpack. And I, I know there's people that hang out with us and they're like, Kate's going to say this, but unsubscribes and they're right. But I will say it again when we get to that part because repetition is key. So when it comes to cleaning out your cold subscribers or people that just haven't been emailing them, usually what's considered a cold subscriber is someone who hasn't, hasn't interacted with your stuff in about, I think it's 90 days in ConvertKit. It could be 60, but technically all email service providers, um, if you use active campaign, you have to set this up yourself, which is a whole nother can of worms. But if people aren't interacting with your stuff, it could be one that they're not prioritizing it Two, they already got results. Three, they went on a freebie binge and they have like a million mini courses about Facebook ads or a million about this. So don't feel bad because it happens to everybody. And here's the other thing for most of those things to work, to be shown as active versus inactive, they have to open up the email, right? Links, clicking and replying counts too, but for mostly it's opens. 
on mobile devices, particularly Androids, most of them have a privacy setting where it's not going to necessarily load the, it's an invisible picture pixel that when it's loaded, it pings it back to ConvertKit or it pings it back to MailerLite or it pings it back to MailChimp. So somebody might be showing up as cold that they're not interacting with your stuff, but really whatever they're opening your emails on is just blocking that information because they consider that private. So just that's the first thing to kind of know, especially when it comes to open rates and cold subscribers, which is why I don't just delete people. Like, oh, they haven't opened my stuff in 90 days. Like, screw them, I'm out. I want to make sure that we send them a re-engagement series first. So the first thing that I always like to send in my re-engagement, I have active campaign, so I can have this sort of do everything in the background so I don't have to worry about it. And I think in... Convert kit, you can set up an automation where as soon as somebody gets tagged, it'll send the emails that we're going to be talking about, but then you have to manually like at the end unsubscribe people. So like the first one that I always send is usually just like, you know how there's that one piece of content that like everyone just resonates with, whether it's your favorite or not, it can be your most favorite, um, or excuse me, like your most popular blog post or like topic. Like for example, I have this post about list building that even though I don't primarily talk a lot about list building, just people love it because they think they need list building. They need to learn how to talk to them, but whatever. They need both, right? So that's usually the first thing that I send in my re-engagement for all the cold subscribers. It's something I know that people are genuinely excited about. Then in the next one, if they have opened it or interacted with it, meaning clicked on a link or apply back or any of that sort of stuff, automatically your email service provider will kick them out of the automation and it should. If you're not quite sure how this works, just ask your email service provider people, they should help you. And if not, get a new, get a new provider if they're not going to help. So then the next one is usually checking to make sure that they're actually getting your emails and you don't have to be super creepy. Like, Oh, are you opening these? It depends on your style. So it's like, Hey, so I just want to make sure you can say this like this. Hey, I just want to make sure that, you know, you're still interested in, and I don't say hearing from me per se, but it's like, I just want to make sure that you're still really interested in losing weight. You know, we focused on intermittent fasting and all this, this, and this, but it's looking like, and you can say it this way, but it's looking like you haven't been either opening my stuff, which could totally be a computer glitch. So I just want to make sure like, this is the right email address and you like it. Can you hit reply and let me know? Because again, if somebody has been looking at all this stuff on mobile, them opening it is not going to help you. So you need them to reply because then it'll kick them back. And then, so you wait a couple of days, a week, you can set up however long you want. And then in the last sort of email, and you can probably put maybe, you can make, we have it three, I think, but you can make it four if you truly wanted to, depending on your brand style as just like, Hey, so it looks like I probably don't have the right email address. <laughs> you're probably not really interested in doing this anymore, which I'm going to, and this, because this is my brand, I'm like, I'm going to think that you're a gajillionaire on a beach. So you don't need me anymore, which is awesome. But because I don't want to clog up your inbox with one more thing that you have to deal with that you're not focusing on. If I don't hear back from you in about a week, I'm just going to delete you from my email list. It is quite all right. You can always reply back and let me know you want to be put back on, but I just don't want to add another thing to your to-do list that you don't want to do right now. As opposed to like, you're obviously a loser face. You don't care about losing all that weight. You're a failure. I hate you. Get off my list. You're not cool. No, it's coming from a place of service. And so just, just send them. <laughs> if you can send it up as much automation as possible, I'll do it. I know some students about once or twice a year, they'll do a list clean out. But again, if they're not opening your stuff or interacting with your things, 
why do you want to pay for them? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. why? <laughs> but you want to give them a shot just in case if it's a clerical error on your email service provider's part. Yeah. I've been on this kick lately and I'll, I'll ask you what you think about this, but I've been on this kick lately where I've just been telling students like, <laughs> stop looking at your list size. Like, I just feel like it's almost like a vanity metric that people get fixated on. Like, I think it's, I think it's good to know like what your opt-in rate is and if people are joining your list and if your list is growing. But I think, especially because I work a lot with bloggers, that there's like this belief that automatically like X number of subscribers will automatically equal more money, right? And there's almost nope. like this fixation on like, I need, like I hear people say like, I need a thousand subscribers and like, then I can start selling and making money. And I just think it like drives no. me a little nuts. Yeah. So what do you, why are you, you going to punish those other 99 people, <laughs> 99,000 people that don't know that you have gotten a thousand. Don't be a selfish jerk. Like if you've got something that can help them, give it to them. <laughs> And let's, oh, let's sorry. Just, sorry. I haven't done my own thing first. You have to stay over here and be unhappy. Like, no, don't be I'm, selfish. I want to do a little myth busting while I got you here. Because so I've had students make a lot of money with small lists, like lists of less than a thousand people. I've made a lot of money. I did a $10,000 launch on a list with less than a thousand people. So oh, yeah. What do you think? Like, is it possible as the email expert, <laughs> you guys are hearing it here <laughs> from the email expert. Do you think it's possible to generate money on a small list? 100 million percent. <laughs> oh, I, I love, so I'm looking at our comments as we're going one. I'm glad that we're super helpful. And <laughs> two, I love this about that. I've been avoiding hitting a thousand subscribers. So I don't have to pay extra money. Okay. I think one, I think that's, that's fun Two, You can clean out your list. And three, like, you know, why not just make extra money to cover the extra cost? That's sort of my philosophy, because here's the thing, especially if, like for service providers, right? Like, because that's what I did before then. I was a copywriter with a W, which means, and I'm not saying this because some people are like, oh, you're calling somebody out. No, I'm saying a fact. I am not somebody who got lucky with a Pinterest pin or like a Google algorithm change. And now I'm an email marketing guru. No, human sales psychology. This is what I did for a living before I taught it. <laughs> and when people find out what conversion rate to be a cool kid is with the size of the list that I have and just all this, they're like, how do you make so much money? Like, are you constantly pitching to people? No, usually I have people asking me if they can give me money, which is an awesome thing. But I know my people, I know how to talk to them. Yes, if more people know about you, at some point, math is going to come into play and logic a little bit. Faith and I, we're not really hardcore believers in those things. But if you're like, oh, on Black Friday, I want to make $10,000 and you've got 100 people and you only plan on offering them a $7 ebook, yeah. math is not in your favor because they need to buy like 80 of them for their friends. <laughs> so sometimes math has to be in your favor. But if you're like, you know what? I've got a hundred people and I want to make a thousand dollars and I am going to proposition my list with a coaching package because I've been focusing on getting the right hundred people. You very well could sell one, two, five, who knows of those. So that makes sense. So at some point you do need to look at numbers, but just mysteriously having 10,000 people in your convert kit account or in Flowdesk is going to do you no good. None. Yeah. If you do not have a plan, and you do not know how to talk to them. Yeah. It isn't. 
Yeah, and I've seen the opposite too. I've seen people that have 10,000 people on a list and they're not necessarily making like the kind of money you guys would think that they're making. So I just, I think to a certain extent, I think that number, it is a vanity metric. And I think it gets people really caught up. And I think I, I always tell them, I'm like, I think sales is like a muscle. I'm like, you need to go to the sales gym. <laughs> like you guys got to build yes, up. We've gym. talked about this. Mindset <laughs> is just like push-ups. You can't, or sit-ups. You can't just do one and have a six pack forever. You got to clean out your crap daily. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and then I had some people too, that are scared about unsubscribers and also people mm -hmm. that are just scared to clean out their list, right? Cause they're like, I worked so hard to get these subscribers and now you're just gonna tell me I'm supposed to delete them off my list. Like <laughs> go get more, <laughs> right? Go get right. more. That's a go scarcity more, mindset yeah. because both of us, again, because we're both really big into mindset as well, is a scarcity mindset. And here's the untold story guys about everything in business. So I know that you've seen that Instagram where it's like success for an entrepreneur is like this. And it goes like up and down and up and down and up and down like that it's always ends up being a weird hockey stick. So it's like your first like hundred or thousand, or sometimes even like 5,000, we're not going to give you an actual mark, but like, after you get to a certain point, your list growth just becomes exponential. Like it is same thing with income. And I know faith has seen it this year as well. Like if you had told your January self, how much you made in September, would you have believed yourself? No, I wouldn't. I mean, even in like, we doubled even again, like, since yeah. March. so it's pretty, I mean, like really, really insane like really, really insane, but I exactly, think right. And that's the same thing. So it's like, psh, you don't need to have people to talk to go find some more. Yeah. I think that's what messes people up too about online business is like, you know, cause they're like, they're used to like working nine to five jobs where it's like, I work, I work and then I make more money and I work and I make more money. And it's like this direct correlation. Whereas like entrepreneurship and online business is not like that. And especially in the beginning, it's like, you're working, you're working, you're working, you're working, and you might not see the result, but all the whole time you're like moving towards that big jump, right? You're like moving towards the big jump, but you're not seeing the result in real time. So it's like, can you believe, yeah. can you hold the faith and like believe in your business and believe in what you're doing, even when you're not getting real time feedback um, that it's necessarily working, right? It's like, can you keep believing even when you're not necessarily seeing that direct correlation? And so, I've definitely had that experience in online business. I think that's pretty, yeah. I think that's pretty standard for a lot of people. I do. And so don't, don't give up because there are going to be people, this is where luck comes in. There's going to be people who are going to be lucky enough to have found you early. Okay. So treat those people like, oh, you get them results, you get them the transformation and they're going to tell people, they're going to let you to have it. Like, don't be like, oh, because I don't have this, I can't help 10 other people. No, you help 10 people, just go with it. And it'll build and it'll build and it'll build. So unsubscribes, honestly, as we have been talking about one, it's kind of good for your bill if you have to pay per subscriber, because why do you want somebody hanging around that either doesn't want to vibe with you or doesn't need your topics anymore. Because again, maybe that's just not what they're focusing on. You also, because you know, I'm very big, I call it people psychology now, but treat people like people, people get all gung ho about stuff for like, I call it the Thursday feeling for like a week, two weeks. But by the time like Wednesday and Thursday come around on like any healthy eating regimen, like that's when most people fall the wagon. Meal prep time, you planned your meals all week. And then Thursday, that salad looks gross. You're not going to do it. So human brains, 
human brains love novelty. So it might just be that someone has just lost their momentum. And so they're unsubscribing, which is absolutely fine. Right? Like go ahead. Technically it can lift conversion rates and click through rates, by the way, it does count as those. So it's like, okay. Another thing that you have to realize is that a couple of times a year, especially if you get like a lot all at once, some people just have need to recondo their inbox because they're just so overwhelmed with their life. So even if they love you, they're just like, I got to unsubscribe from everything. Like I, I can't deal right now. So like everything is just going. So there's that. And it's just like, good. Like you are, there are going to be people. And I know that you're talking about this too, who are just so miserable and technically lazy in their life that they need you to try to feel bad because they feel bad. So those are the people that are going to unsubscribe. I don't hardly ever get these, which is shocking for the amount of emailing that I do. But I think it's because I have set up my content, my podcast, my landing page, my freebies, everything about me that if someone's going to leave, they're going to leave instantaneously or they're never going to get in. And she was like, I'm just wanting you to know that I'm unsubscribing. Again, I don't care (laughs) that it's because you use the word home sites and that's so unprofessional. So obviously I've made sure that they were legitly unsubscribed. They couldn't get to my stuff anymore. Like all like the funness that I want to do. And then I was like, how did this person even get in here? So then I went on like a mission to figure out like what freebie they were signing up for. And I'm like, what is not evident about my brand and my teaching style on any avenue that this person could have taken to get here? Cause I do not want them here anymore. Like, so do not be mad when people are like, oh, I don't agree with you or this email is spam or how dare you? Cause you'll get that sometimes when you're selling there's an unsubscribe link. They're just doing it because they're feeling little and they want to make you feel bad. No one, I'm telling you this, I'm going to look dead in the camera. No one who is successful or who's out there trying to do better is ever going to bring you down. The people criticizing you are the ones that are doing nothing, nothing. So just remember that like, good, bye. They're done. We're off. Yeah. And trust me, you guys, like the best case is like, I mean, what, I mean, what happens even if they do stay and they buy from you, then you have someone who's a complete pain in the butt in your offer. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. Like you don't, it's not worth it. Like you don't no. want them in your offer. Cause then you're going to have, you're, you don't want to be in a cash exchange with someone like that. You just don't, you don't want to be monetarily tied to them. You don't want them in your container. You want no. them. Out. So like be aggressively weed those people out. Cause I'm telling you, it is a pain in the in the butt to deal with them. And it is in no way worth it. (laughs) Right. And again, it's a little bit more of that, like scarcity mindset. I know. And Faith knows we are not everyone's cup of tea. So we, I have a webinar that's coming up on Monday and Tuesday. It's called the cookie effect. Like not everyone will like an oatmeal raisin or a chocolate chip, or you know what I mean? Like everyone has a different flavor and variety they resonate with, which is why I tell people specifically before they buy love or list, like come to these webinars and these masterclasses, because if you don't like my teaching style in this, you're going to hate the rest. And I don't want you because I want to see you succeed. Like I can go and tell you an oatmeal raisin cookie, as opposed to like my rainbow chocolate chip cookie to go learn from, because you're going to vibe with that better. And it's the same for your people. Everyone's like, Oh, like you seem like you care. I do care. Like I am on a mission, just like faith to put money in the hands of good people so they can do go with it. Like straight up, that is it. So whether you can learn from my learning style or you have to go to somebody else, I do not care as long as you do it. And like, that's just it. That's it. So buy on subscribe. It can be a hit to the ego, but don't worry because there's always more people. They're making room for more. You can go out and get more people. 
they're blessing you by leaving your area, you right? And that way they're not. Yeah, you don't have to pay for them. You don't have to worry about them buying from you. You don't, like I said, yeah. you don't want to be in a monetary exchange with someone like that. You just want them out. And it's like, thank you for like the trash taking itself out, right? <laughs> you're, you're allowed to have a human experience, but you can't let it, like one of our mentors talks about, but you can't let it like take over you forever. Like, ah, oh, that stings because usually you identify as a nice person. And how can someone not like me if I'm nice? Nine times out of 10, it's not about you at all. But again, you can be like, that one kind of hurt. And then, then you'll turn on the next breath and you'll laugh at them and you'll be like, whatever. Clearly someone, clearly somebody had a bad day today. Yeah, for sure. What do you, so I saw Lucia asking about unconfirmed subscribers. Mm-hmm. What is the deal with unconfirmed subscribers? What should they be doing with, with them? Should She's saying she, I guess, didn't realize they were unconfirmed. Can you, I don't even really know what this means because I think mine automatically confirm. Yeah. So if you are doing what's called a double opt-in, um, well, I think that ConvertKit will tell you, I think, cause you're an active campaign, right? I'm on ConvertKit. Okay. So if you end up doing the double opt-in or like that incentive email, right. ConvertKit will tell you how many people said that they wanted your freebie versus how many people like actually clicked the button. You can't do anything with those people That's because they haven't, they haven't confirmed their email address. So you can't email them. I don't believe. And so I would double check because again, I don't know everything. I would just send a quick email to customer support for like, say convert kit and just double check. Be like, Hey, like I've noticed that I have 103 unconfirmed email addresses. Is this counting towards my thousand? So I know for active campaign because convert kit wasn't around, <laughs> which sounds so odd to say wasn't around when I kind of stuck my face in the ground and be like, I'm an active campaign user. They will keep track of people's data, but they only charge me for active subscribers, people that are opening people that haven't unsubscribed, all of that. So just double check with your email service provider to see for the, and I see that Kelly had asked this as well for the, should I have a double opt-in or not? I think that it is 100% up to you. If you're going to have what's called a single opt-in where they don't need to confirm, you 100% have to make sure you've got that cold subscriber sequence up and running to keep your list clean, healthy, and active. For some, some areas, especially ones, I hate using this term, but it's the truth, that are business to consumers, you might need to, or say if you're getting a whole bunch of traffic from, say, like, I don't want to say like anything bad about Google, but I've noticed from some students that that seems to be their trajectory. Like they've got something that goes viral. Their email list, if they don't have the double opt-in can go out of control with spam emails. I know in my personal space, I've never been super cool enough (laughs) to ever have that as an issue, but it's something to look at for the unconfirmed subscribers. If you feel that they are astronomically high and you're looking at them and you're like, oh my goodness, like I only have a hundred people on my list, but I have 500 people who have unconfirmed. That's what I'm talking about. Astronomical difference. Then you need to look at the most important page on your site, your thank you page. Faith knows it's coming. What are you doing on that thank you page to actually get them to their inbox to hit that button? Again, selling the free, just because it's free. How are you going to make it top priority for them right now? Not to just go and watch YouTube. 
Okay, that's usually what it is. Like, what what are you gonna do? And so we talk all about that in the course. I know somebody had asked if I had a Facebook group. I only have one and it's for my paid students because I don't hang out on Facebook that much anymore. <laughs> I do have a podcast with somebody else was nice enough to talk about. Yeah, I have a couple of people asking too, like what advice do you have for people if you have a list but you haven't been emailing them? Email what them today. do they do? <laughs> Email them today. Oh, 100%. The, I literally just sent an email like this. The, the, what's the best day to email? And it was today. And people were like, what? I'm like, today, because you, again, momentum and energetics. And we can talk about this because this is how we vibe. And it's the way I teach. I need you to do it today. Like, don't put it off till tomorrow. The only thing, in my opinion, that can really help crush what I call business anxiety is action. Because, like, real anxiety is a whole nother can of worms, which we're not going into. But, like, action because you will no longer have that low level guilt and anticipation of, oh my goodness, I've got to email them. Oh my goodness, I haven't emailed them. Oh my goodness, I'm never gonna make any money. Oh my goodness, I'm so awful. You're not gonna have that anymore because you just sent the email. So the first email that I always tell people to send, honestly, and this is the easiest one because people love stuff. It's just like, can you think of three apps or three tools or three products? I usually try to go with something free or something fun that your people would be interested in about the topic of your list. So like, because we talk about, you know, online business, it can be the three free apps I couldn't run my business without. Okay, there you go. Same thing, Any anything that you teach about, there are some apps or doodads or resources you can send in this email. And then at the very bottom of that email, because you're not apologizing at the top of that email. Oh guys, I'm so sorry. I haven't emailed you in forever. This has been happening and this has been happening. No, no one cares at this point if they haven't heard from you because they're like, how? This is a question you're going to answer at the bottom. How did this person get my email address? Like that's what they're most concerned about is who is this person and why are they here? So that's why you can say either at the very top or you can say at the bottom, I'll give you a choice. Hey, Literally say the words, hey, if you're wondering how I got your email address in the first place, you signed up for this, this, or this. So that works in case if you have a couple of different freebies. So you don't have to necessarily link out to the freebie. If you only have one freebie that you push, then you can be like, hey, if you're wondering how you actually got on my email list in the first place, it's because you downloaded my five must-have diet recipes for chocolate lovers. Click here to relook at it. There it is. And then you can always invite them to unsubscribe if they're not literally at the bottom not looking to lose weight right now or rather not here for me it can be an or statement click here don't subscribe it's no hard feelings that's it just start emailing them again but oh no they don't necessarily want to hear the sob story unless you are like a super huge big personal brand you have like tens of thousands of people and they'll be like oh my goodness i'm just gonna use amy porterfield in our space like oh my goodness like what happened to amy porterfield we haven't heard from her in months like then some people might care but for most of us they don't have to worry about it some double opt-ins are required um, by law. I think that it is best practices for some countries to have the double opt-in. I think that what you have to make sure happens with that and like say GDPR, which again, I'm not a lawyer, nor is Faith. We don't play one on TV either, is that people have to be able to get some type of free gift without having to promote anything to them afterwards, if you're going with a super conservative view of the law. And again, this is why it's not subjective. So technically an double opt-in double opt isn't going to necessarily do anything because you're supposed to send them in the first email, that actual freebie. And then if they want to keep hearing from you, 
they could do the double opt-in that way. But I mean, like ConvertKit and most email service providers, they'll have like sandwich pages. You can have check boxes to make sure that everything is on the up and up. But that being said, if it makes you feel better, because we're all about feelings, because it's the truth, to have a double opt-in because you feel more protected, 100% keep it. 100. Because then you're not going to promote your list if you're worried that you're going to get sued for tens of thousands of dollars. So it's whatever makes you feel the most secure. Do it. So that way you can go out there and find more people. Yeah, I see people doing it both ways. So I think it's, I think like Kate said, it's really like whatever feels best for you guys. I had a question. Sandy was asking, is there a best time of day to schedule emails? Thoughts on best time of day to send emails. And then she's like, does it matter with time zones? Currently mine goes out at Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern. I would say that what's fun is in your analytics for everything, as you know, we know a lot about our people, which is kind of creepy. I would always say, who are the people that are on my list? And when do I think that they'd actually be checking their email? But again, if it's one of those things that you miss your 9 a.m. send time, I don't want you waiting till 9 a.m. the next day to send it, just send it at three. Who cares? <laughs> like, just make sure that it gets out there. So I always look at, um, there's someone who's very famous in the blogging space and she sends her emails, I think on Saturday morning, her audience is primarily moms. So what are moms before, especially before COVID doing at like, you know, 8 a.m. on a Saturday, they're stuck at soccer, they're stuck at swim lessons, they're stuck <laughs> at gymnastics and they're looking for that really nice escape. So yeah. if you are noticing like, hey, you know what? I want to experiment and you can tell your list if you're gonna experiment. You want to experiment sending later on or a different day of the week to see if that does affect your open rates, then go ahead and try it out. It's your business. You're allowed to, <laughs> to run things. You might have some people Wednesday at 9 a.m. be like, where are you? Are you okay? What's going on? Which is really a nice ego boost. Like, let's just be real. Like, oh, they're, they're so dedicated. But just trying out different times. Try sending it a little early. I will say that for most people, they tend to shy away from Monday send times. You're welcome, Sandy. Because a lot of people try to send, say, Monday at five or six or seven. And so if a lot of people are sending, your stuff is naturally going to get pushed down to the bottom. So I think that 9 a.m. is fine. Because like you said, 9 a.m. Eastern is still what, like six for Pacific. And again, we're international. So in Australia, it could be different. And in London, it could be different. So yeah, I, I, haven't think that they're most active. I haven't found any like magical time really, but I will say like, you guys can always test this stuff. Like the data will yeah. straight up tell you. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Like, oh, maybe I should have, I think mine end up usually being like Friday at like 4 p.m. Eastern, which I think most people are like, that's awful. But I think that people are just expecting it to it. Like you can just, just pick. And even if you want to send on Monday, okay, send on Monday. I'd rather you send on Monday if you're not going to send at all. Because if on Monday, that is when you feel like active and you're doing it and you're like, exactly like Paletta says, like I feel in it on Monday morning, then just send it. Cause I just need you to send it as opposed to not send it. Yeah, I literally, this is not like probably best practice or I'm not giving you guys this advice, but I just write them whenever I freaking have time. I'm like, oh, we need to send an email about that. And I literally sit down and I write it right when I think about it and I send it and my business is doing fine. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. For most people, again, kind of like when you are getting used to a new exercise routine or a new eating routine or any new habit at the beginning, you need it structured. So at the beginning, if you need to send an email Wednesday at nine and you need to sit down Wednesday at 8.30 to write it or Tuesday night, 
then do it until it just becomes ingrained in you until you're not essentially afraid to email your list anymore. And then you can still send the one on Wednesday, but if you want to send one on Tuesday, you want to send three that week or ahead. Somebody asked how many emails is too many emails. I would say I always like to test it out. So I have one one one-on-one client and she was like, she was sending once a week and she, she looked at me, she's like, do you think I could send twice a week? I'm like, go ahead and literally tell your list. We're going to do this as an experiment for August. She did. People love hearing from her twice a week, like, because people don't hate bad emails. Like people hate bad emails. They don't hate good emails. So she always makes sure that they are, I don't want to say short, but she always makes for sure. She's not trying to overload people with stuff to do. She has a bit of an entertainment, like you can relate to me value. And then there you go. So that's what she likes to do because that's what she can write. Where this usually comes into play is especially when you're having a sale or like Black Friday, which we can talk a little bit about if you guys had questions, is for those, like when you're in a launch, one, I don't recommend sending every single launch email to everyone on your list. Some people will. I like to send it more emails to the people that have shown me like, oh, they signed up for a webinar. Oh, they're on the wait list because I know they're interested. And so I don't want an already filled inbox or a clerical error on my behalf to prevent them from being able to get the opportunity to get more help. Like I'm, I'm not going to do that. So, but it's just like, oh, again, treating people like people. If you feel very nervous because we're feelings based, then you can always put ask your email service provider how to do this. Hey, rather not hear about this sale anymore, click here. I will keep you on my list and I will try not to send you any more emails about it. You can always say like, um, I won't send you any more emails about this, but sometimes with your segmenting, your tagging, sometimes that might end up being like, well, I clicked on it and it sends it. That's why I always say, I'll try my best. So I'm not like deliberately like, oh, they don't want to hear about love your list, 10 emails. But sometimes if they're signing up for multiple things or there's a different tag on them, it happens. And then they can just choose and some people will just leave. And if they're leaving, it's because they're not really interested right now in focusing on your topic. And that's fine. They can go because you've got all those other people that are like, yay. But if you are sending an email like three times a day and it's the same email, that's going to be annoying because no one wants to read it. And this is what happens like, oh, the last day of a launch. My, like, if I send three emails on the last day, which typically usually I'll do, they are all addressing different things. I am not sending, you've got 24 hours left, moron. You've got five hours left, you idiot. Hey, three hours to go. Did your credit card melt? <laughs> One hour to go. Gosh, you're so stupid. I'm not going to send them. I'm not going to insult my audience. It's thinking about what was ever holding me back from investing. What are the things that I need to know about? Or someone who say it's a slightly different personality than myself. That's what I'm going to bring up in those emails that day. And yeah, I'm going to have a timer, but I'm only going to have a timer on that last day because time zone issues. Cause we ran into that problem. Oh, I think it was like the first non-beta launch of Love Your List. I don't think that I done timers cause I wanted to prove a point. It did go really, really well, but then we had a lot of customer service emails the next day because they're like, oh, I thought I still had more time. So literally the timer is just so if it's zero at the bottom, it doesn't matter if it's 12 PM in Australia or if it's four in the morning in London time, which those don't line up for the record. <laughs> they know it's a zero. I'm out of luck. Yeah. I'd love to hear your thoughts on Black Friday because it's such a big time. Do you think it's worth doing? And do you think, like, how do you stand out when there's so many people all selling at the same time? 
Okay. I literally, for everyone who invests in Love Your List before this launch, which is happening next week, spoiler alert, she's selling stuff and she told us, why wouldn't I tell you? You don't have to wait for any other shoes to drop. So next week, if you buy between Monday and Wednesday, so like the first, it's like 72-ish hours that the card is open, we have what's called a Black Friday SOS kit. So this is like hot in my brain. So I think that everybody should be doing something for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Last year, just on Cyber Monday, which is the Monday after Thanksgiving, 9.2 billion with a B dollars were spent. Why can't you get some of that money? Treating people like people, people are in a buying mood. I literally, I think Faith probably had this too. I literally had somebody in August be like, what are you doing for Black Friday? I want to save my money. People are looking to spend money. Even if you're like, but Kate, like I'm not selling TVs or like, who's going to want to buy stuff about Facebook ads? People want to buy. Society has trained them to buy that weekend. You have something that they want or can help them tell it to them. That being said, for Black Friday, I am a huge proponent of telling your people at least a week ahead of time what your deal is. And I get people like, well, no one's going to buy for a week. Would you rather, because we're in the long game, hockey stick, would you rather have one week with minimal sales and then the next week blow it out of the water rather than hoping and praying one that convert hit, I'm not saying that they're going to convert hit mail or like whomever doesn't break down. So your black Friday emails actually get sent on that one day or two, you have to compete with a hundred other randos who they haven't heard about. Like, but if they know the week before and you send them a couple emails telling them like, this is the deal, be prepared. You can have a wait list. I'm a very big proponent of that. Like this is coming. We're doing this. You will get people emailing you on black Friday being like, I didn't find your email. Where is it? I thought we were supposed to get it this time. What's going on? Can I just have a link? And some people just want to buy early. So that's up to you if you want to give them a special backdoor link, but let them know early. Make sure between now and then we've got, it's a 15 part email series. Don't freak out about it that I was like no like don't freak out because if you're gonna have a wait list there's like three emails that we send to them but like it starts the last week of October you want to make sure that whatever you decide your Black Friday offer is so that's probably the biggest thing and we do talk about that in the bonus too whether it's based on how much time you have and how much stuff you already have is where we find your seat spots for how to doll up your Black Friday offer is something about the general topic. So it could be like that popular post. And then you can talk, you know, in your next email, maybe about, uh, we call them, yeah, buts, that's your mixed lot principle, an excuse that people have like to getting to start to blog or to actually make their flowers look nice or, you know what I mean? And so you're going to set up these emails in the next coming week before you start selling to generally just talk about the thing you're talking about. And if you're like, but Kate, I've got a huge shop and I sell a variety of things and I just want to do a blanket discount. I'm guessing that your shop has some rhyme or reason to it. So you can do those three sort of emails where we're warming people up about your rhyme or reason. Like, you know, um, the way to turn one fashion item into five, like say that you've got a clothing shop, um, you know, how to, you know, get, I don't know, get clothes that, um, or ethically sourced without having to pay an arm and a leg. Like you would think of these excuses because you know your people. And if you don't, you will figure them out. And that's what you're gonna base your emails off of. So then by the time the week before Thanksgiving, you tell them about your offer, they're like, just give me a link to buy. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so sometimes if they hit reply and I like to reward action takers, and I'm not saying that we're doing this this year, but like if somebody honest, honestly 
replied back to that email where I'm like, okay, next week you'll be able to get this, this, and this, and it's this. And they replied back and I had all my shopping cart stuff done. I would just give them the link. <laughs> like, okay, here you go. Like, oh no, someone's begging me to give them their money. No, Sally, you have to wait till next week when you don't care. I'll give it to you. I don't care. So that's just what I have to say about Black Friday. I say stand out. Another thing that you can do, say if you don't want to do your own stuff, you probably wouldn't need all 15 emails. But if there are products or services or people that you want to really be an affiliate for, send them an email when we're done right after this and be like, hey, do you happen to know what your Black Friday deal is? I want to make sure I include it in my roundup. And if you really want them to reply back, say you want to put it as the first thing in your email <laughs> because that's prime real estate. It's those middle people that tend to get lost, but that first one always gets clicked the most and the last one always gets clicked the most. So just do it that way. But I say 100%. And if you're going to do a wait list, I always let them buy early, usually on that Tuesday. So you said you have Black Friday templates. Can you say, how do they, how do they get them? They're in the... Okay, so if you buy Love Your List, when we open the cart, because we're opening the cart next week on October 19th, technically the cart's open. We have the cookie method. So like I said, and Faith is going to drop the links to all of these things. So that way you guys can sign up for them. So if you buy between next Monday and next Wednesday, so it's like, you've got the 18th, excuse me, the 19th, 20th, and the 21st, then you're going to get access to all of those emails. We have pre-made social media captions that are based on selling but we also have a whole bunch of social media prompts that you can use to actually start getting engagement on your account if you plan on sharing it on social media. We have a whole lesson on how to actually judge up an offer or what to do. The one thing I do not want you to do, and I'll tell you this now regardless, if you get into Love Your List before next Wednesday or not, do not try to create something from scratch and have it delivered on Black Friday. You are going to burn yourself out. If you're going to sell something on Black Friday and you want to create something that's brand spanking new, because you know, you're like us and we like to experiment on Black Friday. It's a fun time. Give them the delivery date of something like sometime in December, like December 5th or December 15th. If you happen to say, like you tell everyone, okay, on December 15th, you're going to get access to these templates and this video and all this sort of stuff. And then you happen to be ready on December 1st. They'll be super excited. They got it early, right? Like super, super excited. So I don't want you trying to, because then if you're creating something new, you've got to write the emails, you've got to write the social media. You should probably still focus on growing your audience a little bit. Again, if you set your goals and you're like, I want to make $10,000, but only charge seven and you've got five people on your list, nothing to work out there in your favor. Then it's like, you have to write your sales page or even for those of us that are like, you know what? I think I'm just going to sell this, but I want to sell some extra bonuses. For us, that's really easy because all you need to do, hit copy for your sales page, write one blurb about a bonus and bingo, you're done. <laughs> so then you can spend the rest of the month getting people to your Black Friday waitlist, creating really great content, being like last minute, hey, will you let me talk to your audience in their Facebook group? And that's what you're going to do rather than trying to create something. So yes. Yeah, that's great advice. <laughs> it's like, so yeah, next a whole new program. <laughs> if you, if right, it is. And someone's like, can I, I again, because they're like, can I just buy this without it? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm the coolest business owner. But again, Faith, it's kind of like me. We go a lot by instincts. It might be one of those if you end up getting Love Your List, like, say, on a Thursday, we might have it be like an upsell. It could potentially be a downsell for Love Your List because I like going forward with honesty. It kind of just depends. 
but I don't know. As of right now, the only way I can guarantee you that you're going to get access to everything. If Faith lets me show my screen, I can show you the Trello board. Let me see if I can figure out how to do that. (laughs) I think if you go to share screen and allow all participants, it will let you. Oh, okay. And should. Multiple participants. Okay. I think, did I do it? Yeah, it'll let me. Okay, yay. <laughs> so this is on top of everything else you get in Love Your List, which is insane. So if you try to go to this URL, it's not going to work because I know some people are like, oh, I can just go to the URL. It's not going to work because it's going to be a different URL version. But like, this is everything that you need for a Black Friday promotion. And the reason why it's called the SOS kit is like, I will tell you, if you do not have time, don't do this. Like if you don't already have affiliates for your product, you're going to just click on this list and you're going to delete it. It makes no sense. Or you're going to go ahead and you're going to move it over. Like it doesn't make any sense. Same thing with like, if you're like, oh, I don't have time to send the VIP list. Once you plan your offer, as long as you get your emails done, then you're good. So really, honestly, it's like offer emails, update a sales page. If that's bare minimum of what you can do, but we have everything on mapping out. One of the big proponents that we talk about is doing like a live workshop in December. So like I'll break down every step that you need to do this. We have all of these emails. All the pink ones are just for the waitlist. We were going to link directly out to the emails, but then I realized when you guys have to copy them into your massive Google doc, it's going to make <laughs> the bookmarks not work. So you're gonna have to go back to our master doc. We've got social media posts. We have a training, especially if you're doing something brand new. I have a training on, we call them easiest offer sales pages. And I also have a mini training on just how to update yours. Like here are all the different social media graphics that we have done for people. We talk about different growth activities. And again, like I said, because it's an SOS kit, I'm doing this with people being under the pressure. I don't expect you to find three hours, not that it would take you three, to find three hours to sit down to write 15 emails I want you to write like three at a time. That's it. Like just get the first three. So you're three weeks ahead. And then next week you can do your next three and your next three. So even you're just a little bit ahead. And that's really what this kit is based off of. So everyone gets instant access to that. They get instant access to everything inside of love your list, especially because I really want people's Q4s to be good. So like the copywriting module, we have got a gajillion templates. Um, We've got our Facebook group, which is guaranteed until May of 2021. So in that one, you can go in, you can post your questions. Our listees are so smart and they're so nice. We do weekly lives where you can post stuff. You can ask your questions. So I'm in there. When I am creating something new, I do go in a bit of a creation hole. So that's why I tell everyone, I don't guarantee that I'm in there every single day, but usually someone will answer a question. And at least once a week, you can guarantee that I'll be in that Facebook group just to be transparent. It is just, it's a beast of a course. Are you still doing office hours in there? Like, can they submit Mm -hmm. stuff to have you look at in there? Yep. We still do that. We do that. We have it three times a month. We'll do it on Facebook. And then once a month, because again, I realize not everyone likes Facebook, we'll do it on Zoom. So people can actually get on camera, especially if they're more of a talker and they feel like their question, it's like, eh. We do have a form that people use to submit it. So that way I'm not wasting everyone's time looking through a group or like waiting to have questions and we can prep. But I mean, in order just to get like a power hour with me, it is honestly more than the cost of the course. So yeah, you guys, that's like, that's Bonkers. what I'm asking because honestly, like that's insane that you still do that. And you, guys still, yeah. you won't find anyone. I no. I can like guarantee. I feel like I know kind of everyone at this point, and you guys will not find anyone that's willing to sit down and answer all your questions every week 
like Kate does. Like there's just no one else doing it at that price point. You would have to pay thousands of dollars a month to be like in a mastermind for someone to take time every week and answer all your questions. Yeah. So I just want to make sure people understand like, and getting feedback on your copy is so valuable. It's so helpful. And I still have Kate look at, you know, my sales pages and stuff, because sometimes I'm like, I just need someone else to look at this. (laughs) I've been looking at it nine hours and now I need someone else to look at it. (laughs) And again, I think I would say that I have the best looking group of people. I do listies. We tend to be very good looking and smart. So I think the rest of the world kind of hates us a little, (laughs) but like they will come in and like what ends up happening at this point, because we have some people that have been in this course since very much the beginning, they're going to answer it the same way I do. So at some point, sometimes it's just moving like what she said. And I am one of those people where I don't need to be the smartest one in the room. Yeah, I know a lot about human psychology, sales psychology, ecology, copywriting, all of that. But everyone is allowed to help you because everyone can have really great ideas, especially if somebody else is your ideal audience member and I might not be, or I might not prioritize say what you're talking about. I think one of my gifts, I think this might be the acting background. I'm very good into getting into people's heads, but like, I don't know. I don't know what it's like to be a crafter because that's not my thing. I can guess, I can put on my crafter hat, but if you've got other people that are like, hey, like they'll answer the questions. They're just, I love the listings. They're the best, but yeah, the program 100%, it needs to be $2,000. It 100% does for what it costs, but no, it's under a grand still, which that's is what I was bananas. Asking, still doing I am that. not going to guarantee still- that it's going to stay this price in 2021. <laughs> Y'all heard this first. There may be other versions. That's why I'm guaranteeing that you get it as it is now with ridiculous amounts of access to myself for, I'll just tell y'all it's seven, seven, seven. I'm not going to lie. Why would I wait for you to drop the price in case you need to have conversations over the weekend? It is the best $777 you will spend 100% bar none. Cause you just don't get access to people like this the way that you get it to me. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. And there's only like a handful of courses. I feel like where I tell people, I'm like, you need to plan on buying this. Like at some point it's like you, it's Mike as stupid, simple. There's like maybe Carly's Pinterest course. Like, you know, it's just an investment you guys need to make at some point in your business for sales and email. Like, you know, it, it's changed everything in my business in such a profound way, like understanding how to build relationships with people and how to do sales in a way that feel aligned and fun. I love that you teach sales in a way that's not spammy and gross. Like you guys could take email from an email course from lots of different people, but I'll tell you, I've, I've spent a lot of money working with copywriters and working with other people. And it is, there's a lot of spammy unaligned, gross (laughs) sales practices that you are not gonna want to (laughs) learn right Right. or like again like you know it is awesome that some people have gotten lucky and they've had those experiences again the pin that goes viral um the post that goes viral on google and all that sort of stuff the reason why they are so successful for them it is a numbers game the opposite direction if you have 250,000 people on your email list and you cannot have a $10,000 launch you're the worst. You need to hand in your entrepreneur card and leave. Okay. But it's when they are teaching you the tactics that worked because they had a quarter of a million dollars or a quarter of a million people to deal with. It's not going to work (laughs) because again, like, God, you're awful. If you can like, you know, so that's why I think what makes this course so different than everything else 
templates is out there. Like not only do we give you the fish, like, yes, I give you email templates, but I teach you how to fish and I make sure that you will go down to the lake and do it, which I don't think that a lot of people will do at all. And it's one of those things, like, I'll be straight up honest. If you just want to make money from ads on your site, this isn't their course for you. 100% go do Mike stuff. Like it is fantastic. It'll help you. But if you want to be a brand or you want to build your blog into a brand, you want to have your own digital products. And that's really, truly how you want to make money. Then I'm the girl for you straight up. But if it's like, Oh, I just really want ads and maybe a little bit of affiliate income. It's not for you. Cause I'm going to teach you how to sell. I'm not going to why am I, why am I going to have you go and get ad money? That's something that we found with some of our students. Like, well, no one's opting into my stuff. You've got 18 ads going on. <laughs> I'm not going to knock you getting your coin, but it's never going to work because <laughs> everyone you're literally forcing people to leave your site. Why are they going to stay? Yeah. So that's it's that's it's difficult it. to scale. And that's what I found at a certain point with one of my sites too, is like it, it, just got really hard to scale and I had a volume-based business and it was like yeah I could have scaled it but it felt like I had like hit a ceiling and so that's when I was really like okay I got to go back to like my email and like really start learning marketing and really start learning sales and that's kind of when I found Kate and you guys have seen my businesses and my stuff like explode going forward and it's because I don't need a huge list to sell right? Like I think one of our last webinars we did, we had like a, between a, we're usually averaging out a 20 to 30% conversion rate on sales on my stuff, which is unheard of. (laughs) Most people are happy to, and that's why I say like, we don't get logical results. And sometimes it's going to take, because people aren't logical. So sometimes it's going to take you a couple times to dial it in. So that's why I don't want people to be like, oh, but like, I only got like five people to buy. Again, 10 people saw your stuff. That's a 50% conversion rate. Most people are like beyond if they're getting a 20% conversion rate or like a 2%. Two, most people shoot for one. Again, that person that's got a quarter of a million person email list. If they got faiths, I don't think they would ever send another email again because they would have just ran off because of it. How did I make this much money? The feds are coming for me. (laughs) Right. And I'm not saying that to like brag on me. I just want you guys to understand like, I think Kate has something really special to offer you guys. And I just want to make sure I'm like, do you guys see this? <laughs> like, do you see like what this opportunity is? Um, and so I just want to make sure people understand, like, I think there's a lot of people that will sell you a lot of things, but I see Kate consistently getting results for people and I a hundred percent back her stuff. So I guess that's what I want to say about the course. Thank you so much. But again, I always know, like, again, like I said, if you want to have more of a niche site mentality, this isn't for you. It just, it isn't. But if you want to sell your own things that I can help you out with 100%. And as you notice, like we answered a lot of questions. I gave you a lot of technical how to like, well, just so much more that we can talk about. You know what I mean? Like 100%. There's so much more, so much more, (laughs) but it's fun. Like, I love what I do 100%. I just think it's, and like, why not? Why wouldn't you want to have fun? Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to have fun? You're going to giggle at my lessons because people say like, I will just like start laughing or like people's kids will like know my voice. I shouted at one on a live stream the other day and they got so excited. Like we talk about adult snuggle pills at one point, like. I want to have fun. 
don't if you want to have fun and not like i need someone serious i'm the girl for you yeah all right oh you gotta hop off of here you guys are like all confused i'm coming to the mastermind call just give me like two minutes <laughs> <laughs> we really right i was like there's a call and there's our time and what's going on hey anybody i will stop monopolizing faith faith will drop the link so you guys can sign up for the cookie method um i'm sure that we've got other freebies and stuff you want to share as well so are you doing a payment plan for the oh yeah okay i thought yeah we have we have a payment plan 100 100 and i think that if some people especially like if they already have an audience if they're starting from zero 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 then it may or may not work for the black friday kit but if you do the payment plan which i think like 146 could be 143 guys i know so professional but it's my goal that like you are going to make back that first payment before your next payment hits like yeah, that is 100% what we're going for. <laughs> Yay, yeah. we're so glad to have you as a listy sky. Now I will stop monopolizing Faith. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. This was so fun and you gave so much good knowledge yeah. as always. You guys, if you're not ready to make the investment, still go to her webinar. Like, oh, why yeah. would you not? Like commandeer all of Kate's time during her launch. <laughs> like go all her free stuff. Cause she gives so much value in all of her free stuff that she does for her launch. So go yeah. hang out with her as much as like, can. <laughs> like I said, I don't think that, especially this material, I know for a fact, especially the way that it's packaged, it will never No, I don't want to say cheap because I know cheap is relative. It'll never be this cheap again to have this much access to me, especially like I said, until May. So it ends up being a little bit more than six months because uh, December doesn't count for most people. Like never, never again, will you be able to get it? That's why I asked you that. Cause I was like, she can't possibly still be selling this course and have the Facebook group and the office hours and the lives. Like I was just like, there's we're no way only, she's still doing like that. Said, we're, so. we're only guaranteeing it till May. That's it. This is the last, last hurrah people. Cause 2020 was crazy pants for everybody. So I want to make sure 2021 you can stand on your own feet. Yeah. So you guys want to work with Kate. Now is the time. Don't sleep on it. Right. Mm -hmm. Don't sleep on it. All right. Thank you, Kate. Thank you so like I said, Faith will drop the links. See you, everybody. Yeah, I'm going to hop in the mastermind group, you guys. So I'll meet you guys over there. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I want to talk to you very quickly about the Blogging Breakthroughs Mastermind. The Mastermind is an offer I created for you to get affordable business coaching. Business coaching changed my life, changed my business, and I really believe helped me get on the path to start making six figures online. The problem with business coaching is that it can be very, very expensive. So I created this offer for new bloggers to get business coaching from me at a crazy affordable price. You get a coaching call every single week. We get on Zoom. I can talk to you about any problems you have in your business, any questions you have with your business. So you'll never be stuck. You always have a resource. You always have me as a mentor to help you throughout the entire process of building your business. Besides the Zoom coaching calls, you also get a private Facebook Live every single week. I sit in the live and answer every single question from every single member of the mastermind. So you have two chances every single week to get mentored by me, get all of your questions answered. And honestly, I really think it is priceless. The doors are closed right now, but make sure you get on the wait list and we will notify you when it opens. I would love to have you inside. You can find the wait list and all the details at faithmariah.com. I hope you guys have a great day.